Welcome to Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Wilson. Today, you get to hear from homeschooling mom of 12, Cheryl Plord. We talked about her homeschool journey and what she has learned from over 17 years of homeschooling. We're sure this is going to be encouraging. Thank you to Teaching Textbooks for making today's show possible. So let's get started. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Well, hey, everybody. We're glad you joined us. I was just telling Cheryl that I, I know you think I always wear my coat, and that's because I always wear my coat. Um, I haven't. I told my wife, I don't think I've taken it off all day today. I've had it on. I put it on this morning. I wore it in the house. The, I'm out in the barn. I'm wearing it now. Um, it, it's cold here. Uh, my son Abe and I, we were in uh, Baton Rouge, uh, Louisiana this past weekend, and it was nice and warm, 80 degrees. And I know our special guest today um, is used to nice and warm because she lives in paradise. And without further ado, without too much chit-chat, I want to welcome uh, Cheryl Plord. And Cheryl, it is good having you with us. Thank you, Todd. Okay, well, well, you, I don't want to steal any of your thunder. Um, how about just a quick, tell us who you are, you know, and all the, you don't have to go deep because we're going to go deeper in a few minutes, but tell us about yourself. Um, well, Dan and I have been married for 22 years, and we started a, a church 21 years ago, and we were in diapers for 17 years straight. We've been out of diapers for about three years. And that's your kids, not, not you and Dan. Oh, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Just the kids. So that straight. would be its own show. That would be its own show. That would be its own show. But we have 12 children. Um, we like to say um, we had eight in mommy's belly and four in mommy's heart. So we have um, eight biological children and four adopted children. So. And you can even tell us you're down in uh, Jupiter, Florida. And what's yeah. the name of the church? Because I know people are going to want to go to it afterwards. <laughs> it's uh, Calvary Church in Jupiter, Florida. And it's an awesome church. It's one of our favorite churches. Um, well, uh, you and we can see your family over your shoulder there, and you might even give us a little okay. close up here in a little bit. Okay. Um, but tell us, you know, how you got into this. How'd you? You didn't. Your plan wasn't to have a big family, right? No. So, how, tell us your story. No. Um, so Dan and I met at um, church and started dating, and we got engaged after a year of dating. And when we were in premarital, our pastor asked us, well, how many kids do you guys want to have? Now, I already had an eight-year-old son at the time, Johnny, and Dan had custody of his 14-year-old sister. So they said, well, how many kids do you guys want to have? And we, we just looked at each other and said, two, you know, that would be, you know, a blended family, <laughs> four kids, six, you know, a family of six sounded big. So we um, got married and a year later moved to Jupiter and started Calvary Church and just came across the verse that says children are a gift from the Lord and just started praying, saying, Lord, we'll, we'll take as many gifts as you want to give us, having no idea, you know, the journey that was going to happen. And we were just open and we were very blessed with very healthy pregnancies and one after another. And then the Lord started opening up the adoption world to us and we went on that path. So we ended up with 12. Now, you, you kind of say it like it was real, an easy journey uh, <laughs> no. to get there. I mean, did you did you wrestle with that? I mean... Uh, because, you know, as we've talked, your plan early on wasn't to be this homeschooling mom. Uh, you had a different plan. Yeah, I think the plan was that we were going to move here and start the church. We were going to do ministry, have a couple kids that could go to the Christian school. And um, but it just as things happened, we prayed it was a struggle. It was a struggle because I wanted to be by Dan's side, just doing ministry I told him, I don't want to do kids ministry. Don't put me with the kids. I want to be the Beth Moore. I want to teach the women the Bible. <laughs> so when the Lord started adding to our family and it was clear that I was to now be home, 
And then we started homeschooling only because Dan works on the weekends. And we knew if we wanted any family time, it was going to be during the week. Hmm. So the homeschooling, we just came upon through, you know, saying we want to, we want to have family time, but it was a struggle back and forth with, are we done? Are we not done? You know, all of those things, um, never easy, but together just having the same, um, foundation of the Lord was building our family and a pastor had shared that with us. Just let the Lord build your family. So that made it a little easier. Um, and we just took it one baby at a time. (laughs) Mm. And then, so you you kind of mentioned that you you homeschooled because Dan, uh, worked on the weekends as a pastor. Um, how'd you, how'd you begin that? Did you do it like, you know, did you go to the curriculum, you know, fair? Did you go to the convention? Did you talk to your friends? Did you, how'd you, what'd your homeschool look like to begin with? You know, when we started, so that was like 17 years ago, there wasn't as many resources and, um, no, I, I didn't go to the homeschool convention. I think the the one I met you at, I was that was like my first or second one, um, because we were so busy with the kids in ministry, just driving to Orlando two hours away, <laughs> seemed really far. So I just I had a couple of friends that were homeschooling, and they were a couple of years ahead of me, and I just asked them like, what is what curriculum do you like? And started getting some books, and then started getting the feel for what I actually would do, and what I wouldn't do, and what books I didn't, personally didn't like or want to read. And then just started the journey with teaching the kids to read and um, asking Dan, you know, he'd come home at night and I'm like, what? He just, his encouragement kept me going because I was like, this kid's not reading, this kid's not doing this. So it was hard, but it was just, it, it began just through friendships, just asking people what they were doing mm-hmm. and starting at the beginning with the alphabet, honestly, just getting them to read. So I'm, I'm going to add Some a You even know it now, right? Well, and we're readers. When we were getting married, Dan said, I'm just not a TV guy. I'm a reader. And so it was natural for me to just be reading to the kids all the time. So I think maybe that helped a little bit because we didn't have the distraction of the TV at that time. So yeah. I don't know. So I'm going to ask a even couple. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, even though I don't know how you can be a good pastor without ha- making any reference to Gilligan's Island. I mean, I just don't know <laughs> how you can even he do that. He watched Gilligan's Island and he watched <laughs> yeah. TV. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, go ahead, Ben. So I'm going to ask two questions. The one of them you already know about, but is what's your favorite part of homeschooling? But then also what's something that, you know, uh, you did at the beginning that you don't didn't do later on? Is there anything that you were like, that was not, I shouldn't have done it that way when I first started. And then now looking back, you, you realize yeah. that. Yeah, I think what I love about it is that I get to be involved in the aha moments. I get to see the light go on and I get to see them um, just learning Um, and getting to control the schedule um, has been the best part and just watching them grow. Um, I think what I wouldn't do is I wouldn't put all the pressure on me. Um, One of the verses that Dan and I love is, you know, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Um, which is in Hebrews. And I think in the beginning, I thought it was all about me, that I was the start and finish of their journey, of their education. And if I messed up, I was going to ruin their lives. And so Mm -hmm. I think what I would do now is looking back is realize I am, God is the author and perfecter of their journey, of their faith. I'm one part of it. And that took the pressure off. That takes it off now that I realize, you know, he's the one that's, that's going to do in their life. And I get to be in one part of it and it goes really fast. So 
I think I would not stress out so much every night, like melting down thinking, I'm messing it up. I messed it up today. So I don't know if that answers that question. No, that's but. a great answer. I think a lot of moms feel that way, uh, especially starting out. Yeah. So I want to take a moment to tell you about our sponsor, Teaching Textbooks. Teaching Textbooks is one of our favorite math curriculums. One of the reasons is because Teaching Textbooks explains, corrects, and demonstrates every problem to your child in an engaging way that takes the conflict and responsibility away from you. Plus, their latest version works on nearly any device, including Windows, Macs, tablets, and even smartphones. So basically anywhere you have an internet connection. So you can take it anywhere with you. Worried that such a great curriculum will come with a high price? Guess again, their new lower price averages to only about four to six dollars per month for 12 months. And Teaching Textbooks even offers a discounted family plan. So if you're sick of your current math curriculum, then give Teaching Textbooks a try. They offer a free trial and sample lessons over at teachingtextbooks.com. We thank them for the support of the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. Well, hey Cheryl, um, you said the, the, the good parts, the easy parts. Um, now I've been to your house, so I've seen your kids. <laughs> I've seen your your husband's Facebook posts, and I know you're, you're at least your three triplets, and you can tell us about them. Um, they seem like there have been a lot of pictures with them in messes and, you know, covered in stuff. And what's what's the maybe because I've given these questions to you. But what's do, do you have certain kids that are easier and certain kids that are harder? Yeah, um, I think. Yes, but hard, it's, for me, it's learning really more observing them to see what's in them. And um, I don't know, we've come to, to find, like, it's more about um, unfolding than molding, you know, like seeing what's, one of them loves to cook, and she makes a huge mess in the kitchen, but that's, you know, how she's learning math. One doesn't want to read, and it's like pulling teeth, like, where are they? They're in the yard all day, and you got to pull them back in. So it is hard, but it gets, for me, it got easier when I started figuring out them and then playing to their strengths. Um, Dan will always say, like in football, like you don't have, you know, they don't have to learn all the positions. They'll pay like the wide receiver to do his job. He's not hiking the ball. He's going to get a lot of money for that, you know, to do his job well. So he's always encouraged me, play to their strengths. Like they don't Mm. all have to be poets and mathematicians and historians. Mm So, but yeah, I mean, some of them are, are hard just because they're the kid that wants to cross that line and test you. And today was that day that I was like, oh, nothing <laughs> happened today. Nothing <laughs> happened. I was like, go read, find a book. And so there's just those days where it it's not the neat little, everybody wants that neat day where they get up and read and they all want to make breakfast and they don't, you know, they all like eat and then they flee, you know, so yeah, I think they're hard in different ways, though, because they're programmed differently, and some are better at getting out of <laughs> work than others, and then there's some that just, they're the little, but a couple of mine that were the perfect little students, sometimes I get a call from somebody's mom that say, hey, do you know what the boys did this weekend? I'm like, what, what did my sweet little angel do? <laughs> so sometimes it's it's not always the one that everyone thinks is like the perfect kid, you know? Right, because it's not really an indicator. I mean, if you can sit still and go through your math lesson without complaining, doesn't mean you got it all under control in all the other areas as well. That's for sure. No. Yeah, so we try to we try to play to their strengths. Well, what's the hard part? I mean, you know, because some moms and I and I, I guess I don't really know this about you, but you know, some moms they just giggle 
when they talk about homeschooling and they just love it and they love to learn. And my wife is not that wife. I mean, I don't think we know a lot just... of those on here. <laughs> <laughs> are are yeah, we, you that kind yeah. of mom? No, it was funny because when I first met Debbie, she, she was like feeling me out. She said, um, so do you read all the readers you're supposed to read to them? These books she saw in our house. I said, oh, am I supposed to? And I just saw like <laughs> the stress. Leave her face. Like, She's like, okay. Am I supposed to be reading? No, it doesn't come natural. I like, um, I'm a loner. And that's why it's funny that we have 12 kids. Because when Dan and I got married, like I said, we were like, let's just, uh, you know, start a church. And we didn't know that, you know, we were going to have all these kids. And so I have fun when they're having fun. But, um no, it, it hasn't. It's been more challenging for me. The way I, I think that I've enjoyed it more is learning to laugh at myself. Um, your books are great for that. When I met you probably, what, five, six, seven years ago, I was, your books were so helpful because I was able to, for the first time, I think, laugh at myself and my mistakes. Because when I started homeschooling, we'd be at the dinner table, and I, I'm not even going to tell you the things I taught them. And Dan would go, they'd go, oh, mom taught us this today. And then Dan would go, you taught them that? There's Okay, I'll tell you one thing. I okay, them. yeah, good. So go. 18 years ago, I taught them there was 52 states. <laughs> Canada well, and Hawaii. If you're talking about the deck of cards, then you would be spot on. <laughs> Maybe I was thinking about a deck of cards. Then. I don't know. But Dan was like, really? And you know what? He laughed, and, and we still laugh about that today. Like, kids will still say, how many states? But Dan was, as a husband, and I think this is a key thing with moms, when my husband is laughing, saying, you're doing good, then I feel confident. And when mm-hmm. my husband's saying, well, are they, are they going to pass the SAT? Are they this, that? Then mm-hmm. I start to pan, and he doesn't do that. He always mm-hmm. says, You've got, you can do this. Right. And so that's what keeps me going. But reading books that are humorous have really helped me to laugh at myself and not... We can be an intense group, Todd, you know, the, the mom. <laughs> I've noticed. So I've noticed that about you're, uh, you know, other moms, not really. Because we think, we forget, you know, he who began a good work and you will be faithful to complete it. It's like he began the work, he's going to help me, and I need to be humble and say, Lord, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. But no, to answer your question, I don't love it. I, I love to learn and I love to read to them, but I don't, it, it's a push. It's a continual push for me to... Like it, but I'm ask... called to do it, so I enjoy it. Well, here I've got a, one of those off-the-cuff questions because you know, do do you ever struggle? You know, because even as you kind of said at the beginning that you know that your you, maybe your plan was okay. I'm going to be this Beth Moore. I'm going to be this ministry leader. I'm going to be involved in these women's lives. And now I'm just these are my words, not yours. And now I'm just surrounded by these crummy kids who don't even care about me or you know what I'm talking to them. Is there ever because I know other moms might feel this way too. Do you ever feel? a struggle in the significance of what you do? Yeah, because they don't, um, you know, our, one of our favorite parenting verses that we always talk about is first Corinthians 13, um, 11 that says, when I was a child, I, I thought like, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. And when I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. See, we forget that they think like children. So like you can take them to Disney. I remember being in Tennessee, we took them, to all of these things and then on the way home they were all complaining and I was so upset and then my mo- I called my mother-in-law mad and she shared this verse and she's like they're thinking like children and I think we expect them to think like us and to be thankful and to appreciate so yeah I've a lot of times felt very insignificant very like this doesn't even matter they're not thankful and then I just remember you know but the Lord sees and this is what I'm called to do 
and it's not perfect and it's messy and I mess up more than I don't mess up. But in the end, I, I do see those glimpses, you know, those slices of life where I see the kids, you know, that one time where the one kid helped the other kid that I'm not mm-hmm. watching and they're trying to help encourage each other and then it's all worth it, you know, and then mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. It does matter. They do. But that's like twice a year. Right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That is not every day. Well, and I bet like, you know, because yeah. I know we went through that a lot. You know, we traveled all over the country, did all these insane things that people would have to take, you know, a vacation once every six years to do. And we'd be, you know, at the Grand Canyon, everyone would just be like, can we just sit in the RV? We don't have to, you know, and we just complained all the time and stuff. Now, looking back, I'm incredibly thankful. And I think maybe hopefully later on down the road, if your kids, you know, not just you and Cheryl, but like other people as well, your kids may uh, look back on those things and really see the, you know, see it and appreciate it a lot more than in the moment. Um, but I thought you, you mentioned, uh, uh, teaching your kids the 52 states. Rissa the other day, I was telling her, I, I read The Diary of a Young Girl or the Anne Frank, uh, you know, during World War II. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was saying, oh yeah, and it happened all this. And she's like, I don't remember that. And I was like, yeah, it take place in Holland. She was, you know, and she's like, I just don't get that. So apparently, and then her friend came up to me a few days later and she's like, what, what are you reading? And I was like, Anne Frank. And she's like, it doesn't take place in Michigan, does it? And I was like, yeah, or no, it's in Holland, <laughs> at Holland, you know, in the country. And she's like, well, Rissa said it took place in Michigan. I was like, I don't understand that. And Rissa thought I meant Holland, Michigan. So she thought that all the Nazis oh. and stuff, she's like, I just don't understand why it would take place in Holland, Michigan. So she didn't really understand that. But um, one more thing I want to say was, how did you make it through all those hard times? And what, what was the biggest help for you? You kind of mentioned the verse. Is there anything else that really helped you? Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, realizing that life is seasonal and they go through different seasons, you know, when my, so in the hard times, just realizing like when my one son was nine or 10, he just wanted to help me all the time. Like, mom, what can I do for you? How can I clean? Well, when he turned 12, 13 and the hormones are hitting, um, he wasn't interested, but he was trying to process what was, you know, he'd never been through puberty before. And so we all like to joke about that subject, but really their bodies, their minds, they're being pummeled with a lot of things um, at one time, and they're trying to figure it out. And so I think, you know, when I, we just recognize that they're going through seasons too, and they don't understand our pressures. Like I can say, do you understand I have to pay the bills today, and I have to do this tomorrow, and I have to, it's like, no, I haven't been in that season yet. They haven't been in the season of being a parent or a spouse And sometimes when we homeschool, we kind of put that on them. Like they should just understand mom's tired and they don't. And, Mm. and so I think that helps me, um, to just enjoy them. Because again, like I said, when I recognize that God is doing a work behind the scenes and, um, like, like you say, Todd, don't kill the, you know, their dreams, let them dream, let them say what Mm. they want. And then the pressure's off. Because if I'm thinking that I'm, I'm have to stay on the ball all the time then I'm always going to be focused on their behavior and I'm not going to enjoy them. And I would say the other thing is um, I can have a lot more grace. And when I realize, you know, the Bible says that by the word of God, the world was formed or the world was framed by the word of God. So I realize my words are framing their worlds. You know, uh, Proverbs says that says that um, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so I can focus more on God. You're on this. I'm going to do what I know to do today. And I'm going to speak the future. I'm going to speak what I want. I'm not going to tell them they're slobs. They are. You know, <laughs> the bathroom smells like a boy. You know, um, Dan will say, I'm so happy they're peeing, you know, going pee-pee on the potty. Now I just want them to pee-pee in the potty. You know? <laughs> and boys don't know how to clean a bathroom, you know. Men don't know how to clean, you know. <laughs> but 
I want to be careful because like today, my daughter who's in college came home partly because she hates the cafeteria food and she's close enough to come home during the day. But she just said, hey, mom, I just want to be here. That's the goal. And so when I think of homeschooling, I think we're all in the same boat that we want to preserve the relationships. And so I don't know if that answers your questions, but just thinking about my words and, and having a lot of grace in the seasons that they go through uh, has just helped me to not be so worried that I get it all in, you know. And those seasons go by really fast, don't they? I mean, those, you said your daughter's in college, and I know you have a son in college, too. And, I mean, it just goes really fast. Yeah, and I think today I actually played the song, The Cats in the Cradle. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> because they're going to be just like us. And so when we start to get frustrated, my kids are somewhat sarcastic. I know where they learned it. You know, they learned it here. So when I say, well, why are you being so sarcastic? They're like, <laughs> duh. <laughs> are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. so, what did you say the age range from the youngest to the oldest was? I don't remember if you said that earlier. Um, we have three six-year-old boys, mm -hmm. um, the twins, and we adopted while we were pregnant. So we have three six-year-old boys all the way up to my oldest son is 30 years old okay. and he's married and living in, our, in Orlando. Awesome. Well, just because I'm going to ask another question here, Ben, just off the record or not off the chart here, um, <laughs> you know, because you said you you have a you have a bunch of kids, obviously, over your I can see them over your shoulder, but you have four children that you did adopt. And I know there are a lot of moms who, you know, that maybe have found a struggle in 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 that relationship and in homeschooling, like, you know, because they're not learning like the one the, the others did or you know or it's just different have you found that is it yeah i have well, talk talk longer about that <laughs> okay um, <laughs> um in teaching of my adopted kids is that just in I, I don't even know what the question is but i know i hear moms who've said and this could be probably its own show too um i hear moms who say you know i this is just a lot harder than I thought, you know, um, and or or they get stuck. They get stuck thinking I have to prepare this kid because he came in from a, back, a bad background yeah. And, yeah. and I'm responsible. And yet I can't say that it's hard because everybody will say, well, then why did you adopt them? You know, uh, in the same way. Why? Well, why'd you have all these kids anyway? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, um, it is. It's we've we've had some challenges that we've had to um really learn and, and research. I would say um, oh. a really good resource is, and who's at the homeschooling conference in um, Orlando, but Diane Craft. We just had her on our show last week. Okay, well, there you go. She really helped us um, to understand supplements and things like that. And um, there's other people I can't think of right now. Um, I think, because uh, I'm blending names, but I think her name is Karen Thomas, but she also is really good at because that is a whole nother conversation, mm -hmm. helping you understand the mind of your child um, who was adopted, whether it's a private or foster care, and helping you with supplements and learning things. Diane Craft's amazing. She, she really helped us with her different programs and just learning and reading and praying and recognizing they're not, it's not a cookie cutter. And you can't, you know, one of the reasons, Todd, I stayed away a little bit from co-ops, which can be great, especially for smaller families, is because of the copying and the comparing. Mm -hmm. I can't look at other people or even a book and say, this is how I'm going to do it. And I force my children because, again, the relationship is at risk if we force. And some kids, I've had to back it off. I've had some kids not read well till 10, 11, 12. Um, and, and that's okay. And it, that's it is okay. okay. 
because it's not about me. Right. You know, one of the things when you say, uh, you know, if somebody says I'm not cut out, I, I'm not. I didn't feel like I was cut out for it. Homeschooling, parenting, any of it. You know, 30 years ago, I still don't feel that I'm cut out for it, but I'm called to it, and it keeps me obedient. It keeps me praying. It keeps me humble. If I thought I had all the answers, we wouldn't be having this conversation. You know, it, it just, I don't. But there's so many resources now, and the homeschool, the different conferences, and and I would say, you, I said your books, but we've read all your books, Todd, and they did greatly help us because you bring in a lot of wisdom, but a lot of joy. And I haven't found a lot of homeschooling books that I can laugh until I'm crying mm. because you because you, you get it. You have, you know, to touch on those different things. And, you know, obviously you preserve those relationships because your son's with you. So... Well, you know, I kind of. I can't afford to <laughs> we put on a good front, so. you know. <laughs> now, so you kind of briefly touched on it, but what would you tell a mom then who does say what you just said? I'm not cut out for this. The kids would be better off if they were just went to school. What would you tell that mom? You know, I, I would probably pray with her and say I, I totally understand, but um, it's really not about us. And we have to go back to the why. Why did I start doing this? And... And maybe look at the schedule. Am I am I bringing too many things in? You know, we decided to have one sport because I wasn't going to be driving all over. So look at the schedule. Maybe your son or daughter's having a hard time because somebody said something that was hurtful, and they're super embarrassed, and they're you know they're processing, they're going through something. And maybe it's just like pull back a little bit, put the curriculum away, do something else, and you know just uh, watch your kids and see. There's a lot of fruit. There's a lot of results in them. And we had a situation, long story short, where a lady in the church asked several of my teens to come over and just minister to her daughter who'd been going through something. And when I walked in that house and watched them without me coaching them, I didn't say anything on the way there, love on this girl. I was like, it's all worth it. I don't, maybe they don't know math. Maybe they don't know science, but they just did something that you, know, um, you can't teach. So I would say hang on to why you started this and you know, find a friend that you can text and pray with. Don't get on Facebook and compare yourself to everybody else. Call your friend and just say, hey, I need prayer. Be humble. You know, I, I don't like my kids right now. We've all been there, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know. I think the thing that I, th- I thought was really interesting is when you said the, about the um, homeschool group, because I think a lot of people don't ever mention that aspect of it, that it can it obviously does have a place and is very beneficial for a lot of people, but I do think you definitely have to deal with that. I I know a lot of ladies and people I've talked to definitely felt that comparison when there. And I think mom felt that a lot. And that's why I think she's really, you know, jumped around to a lot of different ones until recently, you know, because she, she really went through that. So, uh, I think that's, that was really good advice, but dad, you want to ask the last one? I think too, just listening to your kids, looking at them in the eye, because we're so busy sometimes doing a million things for the family that, you know, and just we, our prayer time is not like this amazing, amazing, like family devotions. We pray smallest to tallest and we're done, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so everybody just prays a simple prayer and we sit together and that's, you know, just eye contact, just being there, listening to their little hearts and not being so busy all the time. Mm-hmm. So. And you can do that even in the midst of homeschooling. You can be so busy, so focused on, your curriculum or what you have to get done that you miss out on the important things, don't you think? Yeah, and looking at Facebook as your reference because, you know, the mom that takes the picture and posts all the kids doing their schoolwork at the table, she's not showing you that it took three hours and, you know, whatever to get them to that table, and then she snaps that picture and puts it on Facebook, and we think that's her day. 
Mm. That's not. I know. It's not reality. I'm sorry. This is right now. Right. <laughs> but I mean, posting those pictures of right. yeah. this perfect, you know, this this is a like a this is a Christmas card. <laughs> right, right, right. This is not my day. They don't they don't look like like that. That, that wasn't today for you. No, no. Today, <laughs> today was a do-over, and so, today was like go back to bed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and ice cream for dinner. Who cares? You know? I think really even just what you said is just so powerful because I know moms who've said, hey, I can't get this magazine anymore because I feel discouraged as I read it. You know, and moms who've said I've taken Facebook off my phone because it was I was just going back to it when I was, you know, just had spare time and I'd leave it. I'd finish up thinking. My husband's a creep. My family's a creep. I'm a creep. We're all creeps. (laughs) And and just like you said, you know, we take three hours to make this thing and then we post it, you know, which is really it's it's almost like, you know, shooting up poison out into the Internet to kill someone. Yes. I'm very careful. Even myself, I don't post family stuff. You know, I mean, I appreciate your husband because he posts things that could get him arrested. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's always when I'm gone. Just, I know. Just I know. Uh, make sure everyone knows. It's, you know, it's encouraging, um, yeah. not, not a discouraging thing. I'm like, look, look what we had for dinner tonight when, you know, the mom who's eating the cereal or serving the cereal or the pizza or the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches thinks, Oh, I am a terrible mother, you know, and I just think that's really sad. So social media tip, everyone. If you just mute and unfollow everyone else except the Smiling Homeschooler, your social media experience will be much better. Weekly, we say your quote, we say it's hard, but it's good. It's good, but it's hard all week long because it is hard. (laughs) It's good. It's good, but it's it's hard every day. Yeah. Well, hey, Cheryl, I know some people, some moms out there might like to talk to you or at least maybe connect with you? What would be an easy way uh, that they might connect uh, with you? Probably Facebook or my email. Um, I don't know. You can go ahead and give it and we'll... Okay, okay it's cplord at calvaryjupiter.com. Okay, and that's P-L-O-U-R-D-E. Mm-hmm. Okay, or they can just come to Calvary Jupiter Hell and they yeah. can meet you on a Sunday. She always wears bright dresses. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Cheryl, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Thanks for being real. Thanks for sharing your family and, uh, you know, sharing the highlights and the lowlights and everything in between. And uh, I hope a lot of moms were encouraged. So um, keep enjoying being the mom of your family, as your husband always says. Thank you, Todd. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Our goal, as always, is for this show to be encouraging to you. We think Cheryl had a lot of encouragement to share, and we hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to reach out to her, you can email her at cplord at calvaryjupiter.com. We'd also encourage you to share this episode with a fellow homeschooling friend. Thanks to our good friends at Teaching Textbooks for making today's show possible. You can learn more about all their great math products, view a sample lesson, and check out their affordable pricing at teachingtextbooks.com. Have a wonderful week, and as always, keep smiling.
受伤。